Welcome to this week's sermon at Village Presbyterian Church. At Village, we seek to be shaped by the life of Christ, to practice authentic friendship, and serve the world. You're invited to join us at either our Mission Campus or our Antioch Campus. For now, we hope you hear a word for your own life in this sermon. Let us pray. Holy Wisdom, you are the pillar of fire that leads us into each new moment of our lives. By the power of your Holy Spirit, settle now into our hearts and illumine your will. Amen. Our scripture reading is from the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. Listen now for the word of God. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues, as if of fire, appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, are all, not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, in our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they are filled with new wine. Friends, the grass withers and the flower fades. But the word of our God stands forever. Well, Pentecost is the church's day. This is the day where we remember that the Spirit of God created the church, which, which means that in this world that God loves, God wants there to be a church. God wants there to be a people who live and trust this story, that trust that there is a holy love that is alive and loose in this world. On Pentecost, the Spirit of God it says it came from heaven and it, it came to their house, the disciples' house that they were in. 
So just, just as before, the Spirit comes from heaven into this world, and it's a strange world. These are strange times that we are in, aren't they? Over a year ago, when quite honestly very few, if any of us, actually knew someone who was affected by the pandemic, we, we shut things down all over. We cut ourselves off from friends. We quarantined at home. We were flattening the curve. And then folks started losing jobs. For the first time in a long time, a regular story on the evening news was the seemingly unending lines of people showing up at food pantries because the paycheck had stopped and the only thing lower than the bank account was their self-esteem. And then George Floyd couldn't breathe. And communities of color who seldom breathe easily in this world flooded the streets and many of you joined them as a mixture of deep weariness, but also fragile hope filled the air. And then we began to engage in this public debate around mask. It became a symbol of freedom, and so we had to ask ourselves, is freedom primarily about my rights to be who I want to be and live however I want to live, or does freedom require submitting to responsibilities and to love of neighbor. It's been an exhausting year. And there might have been times that we wondered how much we could handle. And we're clearly not where we were, but we're not where we want to be. But today, we're here in this holy place in this place where you and I come to remind ourselves that we are in the presence of God and we are always in the presence of God. And I don't know how you're feeling today. Good, I hope. Joyful, I hope. Blessed, I hope. But a little incomplete, too, no doubt. Because it's an in-between time. We're not where we were, but we're not where we need to be. Of course, as people of faith, we're accustomed to living in the in-between times because we know we live in a world of harshness and we know the reality of the way the world is now, but we also know there is a promised day toward which we are living. And we spend every day in that in-between time. So I think it's nothing less than providential that the session said, let's worship again together on Pentecost. This day when God makes clear that in this world that God loves, God wants there to be a church. The church was God's idea, not ours. This day, God makes clear that she wants there to be a people who see the world with the same love that God sees the world. It's a love that surprises us a bit. And a love that, that gives us courage in the hard times. That's the story of Pentecost. It's a strange story. The Spirit comes like a rushing wind, uh, tongues of fire. What, 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 is, what is that about? 
disciples who speak usually in Galilean accents, immediately learning whatever language it is you need to speak to a Parthian or a Mede, and most notably, these terrified disciples behind locked doors, they find courage. And they move out into the world with boldness. It's a strange story, but it's also an echo of another story that we know well and love. It's an echo of the Christmas story. At Christmas, the love of God comes down from heaven and chooses to live where we live, to live in this beautiful but broken world. When Jesus was born, Caesar occupied Bethlehem. Life was hard, but it was into this harsh world that a baby boy was born that would breathe the love of God into a world, a love that gave his followers a surprising courage. So again, on Pentecost, we hear this story again. Again, the Spirit of God, the love of God, comes down from heaven to fill the house that you're in. The disciples lived in a world that was harsh. Crucifixion was common, and there was much to fear. But this Spirit brought not just fire, but courage. It changed them. It caught them by surprise a bit, to tell you the truth. It empowered them to see their neighbors with new eyes, to speak to their neighbors in new ways where all of a sudden in a place that had been defined by fear, community was born. And all that happened because God chose to live there. And I think God chooses to live here. Perhaps the clearest thing we know about God is that God continues to make this choice to come down to us. Rachel Hell Evans, she said it this way. She says, our God stoops. From walking with Adam and Eve through the Garden of Eden to traveling with liberated Hebrew slaves in a pillar of fire and cloud to slipping into flesh and eating, laughing, suffering, healing, weeping, and dying as one of us, the God of Scripture stoops and stoops and stoops. I think she's exactly right. So on this, the church's day, we remember that ours is a story of a God who stoops again and again to come to us. And ours is also a story that God needs us, the church, to live as a people who remember that God stoops and comes into our world. We've had a lot of grief since we sat in here together last. A lot of grief for a lot of reasons. Jobs have been lost. Children have been stressed and some falling behind in school in a world that's glad to leave you behind if you fall behind. Violence has erupted. And so, so many have died. And so many have died alone. So we need to remember that in 
just this kind of world, the Spirit of God comes. On the hardest day, the Spirit of God comes. Into the most difficult of circumstances, the Spirit of God comes. To the most broken of situations, the Spirit of God comes. And that holy love gives you courage. And it may even surprise you. It changes us. I've got a friend um, named Sam. He's Sam was the younger of two brothers, and their dad was a pastor. And you know, there's a stereotype about preachers' kids. We have that stereotype in large part because of Sam. Sam's older brother was a good kid. By Sam's own telling, he was Mr. Goody Goody Two Shoes, he called him. He said his older brother was always polite. He learned all the words for Vacation Bible School songs. He was always asked to be the preacher on Youth Sunday. He was a great kid, and everybody said so. Sam was his photo negative. Sam was obnoxious. He skipped Sunday school. Who, who does that? He, he would interrupt the silent prayer with burps. The only reason he wasn't excommunicated from the church is because his, pastor, his father was moderator of the session and wouldn't let him do it. But those patient, kind, generous Presbyterians, they loved Sam. Some days it took all they had, but they did. And they loved him into the faith. They loved him into the church. Over time, Sam matured a bit and felt a call to be a preacher like his own father. And he's an extraordinary preacher. So many years had passed, and Sam got an invitation to go back to his childhood church and to preach there again. They were having some kind of, uh, some kind of holiday. He went back to preach, and he said after the service, he recognized his confirmation teacher, a guy named Mr. Brown. Sam said when he was in confirmation, he thought Mr. Brown was just about 30 minutes from heaven then, and he was still hanging around. And Mr. Brown came up to him after worship, and he said, son, I just need to tell you, I always knew you'd make good. There were a lot of folks around here who had their doubts, but never me. I, I knew you would make it. I knew you would make us proud. Sam said he remembered how he had tested Mr. Brown's patience time and again, and it sort of choked him up. He said, it means so much to me. Thank you, sir. Of course, he said. By the way, whatever happened to that good-for-nothing pain-in-the-neck younger brother of yours? <laughs> Sam said, well, Mr. Brown, You'd be surprised. That's the truth of it. This holy love that descends to us, it, it surprises us. It breathes and makes room for our best self. Now, what you and I know is that none of us become our best self unless there are those who can love us into that place truth is, that's why the Spirit says there must be a church. There must be a people 
who know and remember that God stoops down to be with us, to impart a holy love that allows us to love ourselves and, and this world into its best place toward its promised day. That love gives you courage for the journey. I've been remembering this week my friend Bashara Awad. He lived in Bethlehem, a place that is still occupied. I stood with him in that village that's caged in, maybe you know this, it's caged in by these cement walls that are 25 feet high in the air. They're cut off from the rest of the world. Bashar's movements have been monitored and curtailed all of his life. He's had family members lost to violence. But Bashar is a man of surprising love. I stood with him in, in Bethlehem looking at this wall that's taller than our walls here. And I said, Bashara, is it hard to keep your hope? Is it hard to maintain your hope? He said, Tom, God raised Jesus from the dead less than a 20 minutes walk from here. The Spirit of God breathed into the disciples and gave birth to this church that you and I are a part of. That happened less than 20 minutes walk from here. Tom, it is impossible to lose hope. For the God who did that continues to come to you and me. That is our story in all of these in-between days. God stoops to breathe a holy love into us and into this world. It is a love that gives us courage for the journey. It is a love that points us to that better day. It is a love that gives birth to our best selves. That is our story. That is our truth. God stoops and stoops stoops and loves you with a love that calls you by name and never lets you go. That is our story. Carry it with you in all of these in-between times. Pray with me. Gracious God, we believe. Help our unbelief. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon at Village Presbyterian Church. Learn more about us at villagepres.org. And we invite you to join us again next week.